0: go back to chapter 57 and look at the end of chapter 57 right before we get to chapter 58. Notice verse 20 of chapter Isaiah 57. The Bible says, but the wicked are like the troubled sea when it cannot rest, whose waters cast up mire and dirt. There is no peace, saith my God, to the wicked." Now, you go to the next chapter, beginning in verse number one. The Bible says, Cry aloud, spare not, lift up thy voice like a trumpet, and show my people their transgression, and the house of Jacob their sins. Now, who, who was it that God used to write these words? The prophet Isaiah, right? So when you look at verse number one, when he says, Lift up thy voice like a trumpet, show my people their transgression and the house of Jacob their sins, he's saying, Isaiah, I want you. Because remember, they didn't have the completed word of God. And God used the prophets to declare his message to his people. So let's read on in verse number two. Here's what he says to Isaiah. Yet they seek me daily and delight to know my ways as a nation... "...that did righteousness and forsake not the ordinance of their God. They ask of me the ordinances of justice. They take uh, delight in approaching to God. Wherefore have we fasted? This is what Israel says. Wherefore have we fasted, say they, and thou seest not? Wherefore have we afflicted our soul, and thou takest no knowledge?" Behold, in the day of your fast, you find pleasure and exact all your labors. Behold, you fast for strife and debate, to smite with the fist of wickedness. You shall not fast as you do this day, to make your voice to be heard on high. Now, if you catch the spirit of what God is saying through Isaiah, to the people of God, he's saying, look, you don't really understand what fasting is. So in the next verses we're about to read, God's going to say, I'm going to tell you what I want you to understand about fasting, all right? Look at the next verse, verse 5. The Bible says, is it such a fast that I have chosen, God says, a day for a man to afflict his soul? Is it to bow down his head as a bulrush in the spread sackcloth and ashes under him? Wilt thou call this a fast and an acceptable day to the Lord? Is not this the fast that I have chosen to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens and to let the oppressed go free, and that ye break every yoke? is not, It is not to deal thy bread to the hungry, he says, is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry and that thou bring the poor that are cast out to thy house when thou seest the naked that thou cover him and thou, thou hide not thyself from thine own flesh then shall thy light break forth as the morning and thine health shall uh, spring forth speedily in thy righteousness shall go before thee, the glory of the Lord shall be thy, notice this word, re-reward. Everybody see that word there? It doesn't say reward, it says re-reward, okay? So as we think about what God is saying here in this passage, and I I want you to understand as it says in your outline here, and by the way, I've called this a fast message from God. And that's really what it is. It's God giving us a message about what fasting is? Fasting, by definition, is a voluntary withdrawing from God. Uh, excuse me, from food or from drink or from other fleshly appetites for a specified period of time. Now, you know we've talked about this, and I, I set some suggested fast. and A lot of times, people think that food is is what you fast from, but the reality is there's many things that you can fast from. I love in the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ, it says here in Matthew 4, that Jesus began his earthly ministry with fasting and with prayer. Notice here, it says Jesus was led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted for how many days? 40 days. And notice, and 40 nights, he was afterward and hungered. I mean, boy, you, you know, it's like, I, you know, sometimes we think I've gone a whole day. You know, and Jesus went for 40 days. Now, not only did Jesus fast, but he taught his disciples to fast. Notice what it says in Matthew 6. Moreover, when ye fast, he says to them, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance. So when you study the word of God, here's what, here's what the Bible instructs us is that we don't fast so that it draws attention to ourselves. Matter of fact, when you're fasting, really nobody should know that you're fasting. But if you walk around with a droopy, sad face, then people are going to be like, oh, what's the matter? You know. And, and, and really, you're missing the whole point of what fasting is. We'll bring that up here in just a moment. But fasting is, listen to this, it's not something a Christian has to do It's something that a Christian should choose to participate in. Did you hear that? God doesn't say you have to fast. God says it's something that you can choose to do. Uh, But I know this, that as we look at this this morning, uh, there are are not many guidelines in the Bible when it comes to fasting. Uh, God doesn't lay out a bunch of rules when it comes to fasting and how to do it. Uh, many many believe that a normal fast is no foods, only drinking liquids, maybe water, juice, other things like that, and certainly that would be one form of a fast. In the in the uh, book of Judges in the Old Testament, uh, notice here it gives an example of, of a one-day fast. Look where the Bible says, all the children of Israel and all the people went up, came unto the house of God and wept and sat there before the Lord, and they fasted that day until even, and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. So there's an example in the Bible of a one-day fast. And I, I mentioned that, to uh, I think, this past week, that sometimes my wife, myself, maybe us together or us uh, separately, we might go from dinner one night till dinner the next night. That's a one-day fast. And, and you, know, you find in the Bible, when Paul was uh, gloriously saved, Paul fasted for three days. He did a three-day fast. Uh, we just read about Jesus. There's other examples of forty-day fast in the Bible, but th- you know you find that there are, are many different illustrations of fasting. There's also known as what is what are called partial fast. For instance, when you look in the Bible, uh, partial fast you you do find these. Now I will tell you that partial fast may be, maybe better for some folks, especially those that might have. Diabetes, maybe hypoglycemia, maybe some other condition. Uh, Sometimes, and I know that that many people said, "Well, Pastor, what do I do if I'm taking medications and my medications say that I need to have food in order to stay?" Listen, God, God doesn't. The idea of fasting is not to harm yourself. So, so understand, you can be wise, and there there are different ways that you can do. uh, Maybe a one day, a three day. You could do a partial fast. Certainly, there are those that have have participated in partial fast. They they might omit certain foods for a while. Great example of that in the Bible, Daniel and the Hebrew children. Remember how they were taken from their land to a strange land, and they were going to change their dress, change their look, change their names, and change their diet. Remember how Daniel says, look, we're we're not going to eat that. And remember how he defied. But you remember what the Bible says, after a certain period of time, Daniel and those Hebrew children were found better than those that were eating the, the diet of the king, what they, what they were trying to give them. So skipping a meal, uh, it, listen, to spend time in prayer would be an example of a, of a partial fast. In other words, I'm not going to eat, I'm going to spend this time in prayer. What are you doing? You're denying the flesh. Uh, something for a period of time. Now again, you know, you, people think, "Well, I have to go 40 days." No, you don't. That's that's not the idea of fasting. It is it is trying to get a hold of the Lord, being serious about whatever it is. Now, you do find in the Bible Moses. Okay, we I just mentioned a partial fast. Moses did something that some people would would consider an absolute fast. For instance, look what it says here in Exodus 34. He he did an absolute fast for 40 days. Look at this. He was there with the Lord 40 days and 40 nights. He did neither eat bread nor drink water. And he wrote upon the tables the words of the covenant and the Ten Commandments. So I would tell you, listen, if you were considering something like that, I would never do that without consulting a doctor. I I, honestly, that is my opinion. And, and I think that again, you have to be wise, but you find here that, that, you know, Moses uh, went for 40 days, just like Jesus did and not eating or drinking for an extended period of time. Listen, folks, if I could just say it this way, it is a human impossibility apart from divine intervention. Honestly, uh, when I look at Jesus and what he did, and I look at Moses, I believe there was divine intervention there that allowed them to go for those extended period of time. So let me talk to you, a couple, give you a couple things this morning that maybe will help you from the word of God about fasting. Notice number one this morning, what is the purpose of fasting? Okay, Now, here's a, here's a simple way that I, I usually say it. Fasting is a way to seek God... And here's how you do it, by denying the physical to focus on the spiritual. So you deny the physical to focus on the spiritual. So for instance, if you, listen, again, it's suggested. If you do the suggested fast for this week, the media fast, that means that what you're doing is you're denying yourself that interaction, that social, whatever it is, TV, you know, uh, Facebook, whatever it might be in your life, if you deny yourself of that, guess what? You have all kinds of time to do something with, and that means you can focus on the spiritual instead of Now, I'm not saying that the things you do on media are bad things or wrong things, but you know what they do is they monopolize our time, don't they? Like on my phone, here's what I get every week. I get this. I don't ask for it. It just pops up. It tells me how much screen time. Anybody ever get those on your phone? It tells you how much screen time. And I look at that and you know what I usually do? I'm like, wow, that much time I spent when I could have spent that time with the Lord. Now for me, it's, a, it, it's not a lot, but it's a culmination of, of answering text messages or maybe looking at something or going on Instagram and seeing what my grandkids or whatever, you know, it's, it's all different things, but it's an entire we have no idea that the amount of time that we give up to the physical. Now, again, I'm not saying it's bad things, right? I'm just saying it's things that monopolize our time. So the purpose of fasting is seeking God. It's denying the physical so that we can focus on the spiritual. And and when you look in the Bible, there's two things that usually go together. And this is the reason why we put this in, in, in the Uh, as we lead up to revival is because along with fasting in the Bible is prayer. See, when you fast, you pray. That's that's the whole purpose behind it. So let me share a couple things with you. There are physical benefits to fasting. Okay, Uh, Doctors have discovered that the body, listen to this, it's designed, the body, this isn't doctors, this is God. The body is designed to heal itself. You know, that I've always heard, and and I've even read a few medical things that bones heal stronger after they've been broken. You know, God has designed the body. You know, you think about it, we put a lot of stuff on, maybe a a cut or a wound or whatever, but after a certain amount of time, we might have put something on there, but the body is God designed it to heal itself. See, as we eat, listen to this, you know this is true. As we eat, what are we doing many times? We're taking in various toxins, processed foods, medicines, and whatever, and we hold a certain amount of poisons in our cells. But when we fast, many of those things that have come into our bodies are flushed out of our systems. So, again, what are we doing? It's a form of cleansing. It's allowing our bodies to recuperate. So there are physical benefits to fasting, but notice there's also spiritual benefits, and that is that, listen, you would take the time that you would spend eating and you would transfer that to prayer time. You would spend that time with the Lord, praying to the Lord. Look what it says in 2 Chronicles 20, verses 3 and 4. Jehoshaphat feared, and he set himself to seek the Lord... And he proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah, and Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. Even out of all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. Ezra 8, verse 23, so we fasted and besought our God for this, and look at this statement, and he was entreated of us. God knew they were serious because they fasted. Look what it says in, in Nehemiah one four. it came to pass. Nehemiah says, when I heard these words, I sat down and I wept and I mourned certain days and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. You know, I really believe that based on the scriptures, we would have never had the story of the book of Nehemiah had Nehemiah not sat down and fasted and prayed. But see, God began to open doors. God began to bless Nehemiah's journey back to the city, the project to rebuild the walls, and of course, the people of God's lives being changed as a result of all of that came through this matter of fasting. And usually, we fast and we pray when we have a special need, when we need to have a spiritual breakthrough, or when we are seeking revival. Now, I don't know how you are in your life, but I'll tell you this, I'm never satisfied with where I'm at as a Christian. There are many times where I feel like I should have done more, I could have done better. And, and and listen, this revival that we have every year is a special time, yes, for us as a church, but it's a special time for us as individuals, that we would seek God's face and we want to do that. Now, from Isaiah 58, and that's our text this morning, if you look back as we look here in verses 6, 7, and 8, is what we're going to focus on. This is the message that God has for us, a fast message, okay? And I want from these couple verses to to show you what God has to say are the main purposes, okay? Now, I I think you would understand this morning, I'm about to give you Bible. I'm not going to give you Pastor Keeley's idea of what fasting is, all right? So look, as we begin this morning, some of God's purposes for fasting. Number one, look in verse number six, these words. He says, loose the bands of what? Wickedness. Okay, so here's the first purpose of fasting is freedom from addictions. You know, when you think about fasting, if you're struggling with something, then a good way to get over that, to get freedom from that addiction is to fast. These would be things that, that you would like to lay down in your life, but you haven't been able to. Good way to to, to say, look, you know, Lord, I I I've got this this uh, this issue, this addiction with smoking or pornography or drugs or alcohol, or hey, look here, it might even be cussing or something like that. And and listen, you say, well, I've tried everything. Let me ask you, have you tried fasting? Have you given up the things of the flesh to get a hold of the things of God? And a good way to have freedom from addictions, God has ordained. When we're serious about having victory, the way we can show that to God is to demonstrate it through fasting. And when we demonstrate, look here, when you fast, what are you doing? You're showing God, I'm serious about this. I want freedom from this. God helped me to overcome this in my life. And so one of the purposes for fasting in verse 6 is to lose the bands of wickedness. Notice the second one in verse 6. Look at the words as we read on. Undo the heavy, what does it say? Burdens. Burdens. So look here, letter B, solve problems. Another reason to fast, God says one of the purposes of fasting is to solve problems. Maybe you're struggling in your marriage. Maybe you're struggling in your finances. Maybe, Maybe you're having a difficult time at work with your job. God says, look here, You want to undo those heavy burdens when when it seems like it's hopeless? You know, one thing you can do is fast. Fasting helps to solve problems. Look at the third purpose of fasting. God says, still in verse number six, we haven't even left this verse. Look at the next statement there. Let the oppressed, what's the next two words? The oppressed go free. So how do we do that? Two words, write them down. Revival and soul winning. You see, when we care enough to get right with God, then guess what we're going to do? We're going to see the needs of others, and we're going to take the message of God that Jesus saves to people that don't know the Lord yet. I think that'd be a good thing. I think it'd be awesome that this year, because of this revival, that we would see more people saved this year than we've seen in the past 70 years of our church. Say, is that possible? With God, all things are possible. But see, this will only come about by prayer and fasting. You see, God says here, you want to help people that are oppressed, that are still living in sin, that are heading to a Christless eternity? He says, then what you need to do is fast. Look at another purpose God gives. We're still in verse number six. Look at the next statement. He says, break every what? every yoke. Now, I've given the illustration before, but the old uh, implement that they would use on the farm, on the the ox to plow the field, the heavy, many times the original ones were wooden, very cumbersome, very a burden, okay? So when he says here, break every yoke, watch this. He's talking about conquering mental and emotional problems. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but I guarantee you, many people today struggle mentally and emotionally. A lot of things we deal with. And, and God says, look, you want to. Have, he, now, it, the initial audience that Isaiah 58 is to the people of God, the, the nation of Israel. But look, this is applicable. All scripture is given by inspiration of God, and it's profitable. So here we are this morning, if you're dealing with something emotionally in your life, you're dealing with something mentally in your life, God says, then have you tried fasting? Have you maybe given up something in your life physically so that you can focus on that which is spiritual? God says this is one of the purposes. A lot of people today are so stressed out, there's a lot of emotional strains in people's lives, burdens that that people carry listen cast your cares upon him for he careth for you you don't have to carry that jesus said look i'd gladly take that from you he says have you tried fasting look at another one as we move finally to verse number 7 and notice what the bible says here in verse number 7 he says is it is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry, and that thou bring uh, the poor that, uh, that are cast out to thy house when thou seest the naked, and, and thou cover him, and then thou hide not thyself from thine own flesh. So here he's, he uses this word to deal. And, and what he's talking about here, another purpose of fasting, look at it, is to meet the physical needs of others. You know, I love this word here. To deal means to share, to divide. It means to split in two. So what is he saying here? You know, look, it's okay for us as Christians, if we we want to to be a blessing to people, think about this, maybe cut back once in a while so that you can give to the poor. Maybe cut back, you know, I, I know a lot of times people say, well, listen, it's hard for me to give. My pastor years ago used to say, well, hey, listen, why don't you go to Starbucks one less time this week? You can't go to Starbucks and spend less than five bucks. But you imagine people that are poor, how much $5 means to a poor person. Now you say, well, what about my Starbucks? Well, that's the whole idea of fasting, denying the flesh. I will tell you that you will survive without one Starbucks. You will survive without uh, maybe a, a, a soda this week or a meal this week. Now, again, look, if if you think, man, pastor, you know, this is is like serious stuff. Well, it's only serious if you're serious about it. You know, fasting is, it's a biblical principle. Everything I'm sharing with you is right out of the word of God. And for some of you, this may be brand new, but I'm going to tell you something. Fasting is one way that we we can get a hold of God's ear and God knows we're serious about whatever it is we're bringing before him. Look at another purpose that he gives here, and we're still on Isaiah chapter 58. Uh, Notice the next one here, and we see it in verse number 8. God gives us through fasting a clearer insight on decision making. You ever struggle sometimes making? Look here, are you one of those persons that stands there in a fast food restaurant and just stares at the board? I don't know what to get. You know? You just stand there and you're staring. Too many choices. And you know, a lot of times in life, people have a hard time making decisions. But when you fast, look, when you're seeking God's will in a major area in your life, maybe you're at one of those situations where you've you've come up with, you know, they call it a fork in the road. You know, you can go this way or you can go this way. and And you've got a decision to make. And you don't know which way to go. For some people, it could be uh, something on your job, maybe, maybe a job offer. It could be a transfer. It could be uh, for some people uh, who you're going to date or who you're not going to date. For, for some of our, our singles in the back, it might be which college to go to. All of these are decisions, but notice what he says in verse number eight, this statement. He says, then shall thy light break forth. You know what happens when you fast? God gives you clarity. You, you now see, okay, this is what God would want me to do instead of what my flesh wants to do. Fasting will, will give you clarity. It, look, it's like God turning on the light. You know, I didn't know what to do. I, I didn't know which decision to go. But, but, but through fasting, God turned the light on. And when God turned the light on, now I know which way to go. Because God says, go this way, don't go this way. But see, a lot of times we don't fast, we don't pray, and we go the wrong direction in life. God says, fasting, look at it, then shall thy light break forth. Notice another purpose of fasting, it letter G. How about this one? Health reasons or healing. How many of you know that, look here, how many of you have figured out doctors don't have all the answers? You ever, you ever gone to a doctor or been in the hospital for a week, brother guy, and, and they're like, well, we, we, we really can't figure it out, so we're going to discharge you. Well, praise God. I mean, you've stuck me every day. I don't know how many days. I feel like a pincushion. You know, but but, but here's, here's the thing is, look, doctors are human. They don't have all the answers. Preachers don't have all the answers. But I'll tell you who does. God does. You want healing in your life? God says, I'm the great physician. Well, how does that happen? Fasting. Now, a lot of people, look, this may be foreign to a lot of us. But I'm going to tell you something. God can heal you. If you don't believe that, you don't have the same God I have. Because God can heal us. You know, I, th- I think about Angie. Angie. You know and how god's working i think about michelle you know i think about many of you in here you know we're praying for for lily back here i mean we we have been praying and 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 god does heal and sometimes god chooses not to but even through that it's god's will and we accept that with the grace that god gives to us and i'm going to tell you something fasting you know you think about uh, there may be some here this morning that have a loved one that's in bad shape Say, what can I do? Get serious, fast. Go to God and fast for them. Sometimes we feel like there's no hope. And it, listen, that's true from a human perspective. There's, there oftentimes is no hope. But what we can do is put it into God's hands. And when we put it into God's hands, you know what God will do? He'll honor that. He'll honor that. Look what it says in verse number eight. Look at this statement. Thine health shall spring Fourth, what's that next word? Speedily. You know, God says, look, when you fast, he says, only I can bring about the results. And he says, and you're not going to have to wait like you do on the doctors where you go get your blood taken and then you got to wait like a week or a month later to hear the report back. God says speedily. God says, look, a good purpose for fasting is health reasons or healing. All right. Look at another one. We're not done. We're still in Isaiah 58. Notice again in verse number 8, letter H, another reason, purpose to fast is more righteous life and influential testimony. I think all of us, I know this in my life, I want to be used of God. I want my life to influence others for good. So notice the statement in verse 8, look at it. Thy righteousness shall go before thee. Now, we know what the Bible says, right? That our righteousness is what? it says, filthy rags. But because we're saved, the blood of Jesus Christ has been applied to our account, and his righteousness has been imputed to us. So the Bible then says that when we have a serious need in our lives, and we, we go to seek God through fasting, he says, thy righteousness shall go before thee. You know, I think it's easy for Christians to grow cold. It's easy. And what, what I want to do, especially during this time of revival and every day of my life, is I want to say to God, light that fire underneath of me again. You know, I, I barbecued yesterday, and, and uh, I, I like to barbecue. I don't do it enough, but I, I like it. And I, I don't usually do a burnt sacrifice either. You know, it's usually good barbecue. And uh, we had some family over, and uh, we gave Brother Chris his last meal yesterday. And, uh, and, and he broke his diet because he ate the barbecue sauce that has, that has sugar in it. And he enjoyed every last bit of it. But I went out there and I, I lit the charcoals. And after a while, I went out there, and because the wind was blowing, the charcoals weren't turning white and hot and all that, so I had to relight it. And you know, just because we get saved doesn't mean. We're always going to be on fire for God. I see a lot of Christians, it seems like their flame just kind of trickles down, trickles down. You know what? I want to be be an inferno for God. I want to be on fire for the Lord. Well, again, how is that going to happen? God says right here in verse number 8, Thy righteousness shall go before thee. Ask God to, look here, to, to give you back your first love. Remember who your first love is? God. See, when we put others or other things in front of God, those things become more important to us. And fasting is a way to get serious, to deny yourself. And listen, it's amazing what God will do in in the area of of helping our soul to be revitalized. And we need to have a life that is more righteous and be an influential testimony to those around us. And I hope that's your, your desire. I want God to use me in my family, in my workplace, whatever it may be. Well, how does that happen? Through fasting. Look at letter I. We'll get to this last one and move on. Look at this last purpose of fasting in in verse number eight is protection from the evil one. How many of you think that the devil wants you to have a revival? He doesn't. He doesn't at all. So what we need is as we fast, God will protect us where do you get this from pastor that very last word in verse number eight it's the word that i mentioned twice the re reward it literally means that god will be our protection look look at the the good example here in matthew chapter 17 where there was a a certain man the bible doesn't call him by name he had a son that was vexed with a devil and and notice what it says here the bible says i besought i brought him to thy disciples And they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. And Jesus rebuked the devil, and he departed out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, why could not we cast him out? And Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, If ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say to this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you, howbeit this kind goeth not out, but by what? Prayer and fasting. God says you want to see mountains moved? You want to see results in your life? Pray and fast. You see, we need protection from the wicked one, the evil one. God says right here, here's his fast for us, his fast message from Isaiah 58. Now notice number two here, what are the benefits of fasting, all right? Let me share a couple of benefits, and I've already talked about this. So letter A, the benefit of fasting, first of all, is it gives us more time to pray. It gives us more time, because as you look at it, fasting and prayer is illustrated many times in people who can't eat you say what do you mean people who can't eat well sometimes you ever been this way where you've got a loved one that is in the you're you're in the waiting room at the hospital and they're in surgery the last thing on your mind is food you can't eat people people try to be nice I've tried to do this I'll come by and say hey listen can I bring you something to eat no I'm, I'm okay well, when's the last time you had something to eat well I don't know and I'll bring it to him, and he just sits there. They can't eat. You know, it's a great time to fast, all right? It's a great time to pray. Fasting is a good way to demonstrate sometimes grief over maybe a loss of a loved one. You think about this, uh, Abner in the Bible had died, and the Bible says David could not eat because Abner had died. Look at it. When all the people came to cause David to eat meat while it was yet day, David swear saying, so do God to me and more also if I taste bread or else uh, or aught else till the sun be down. David says, no. He says, this is going to be a time where I, I'm mourning my, the loss of my friend. And he says, I'm going to fast. I'm not going to eat anything. So, one of the benefits to fasting is it gives us more time to pray. Notice the second benefit it makes our hearts more attentive to God. Fasting makes our hearts more attentive to God. It's amazing how much more time we have on our hands when we're not engaged in fleshly activities. Now, I'm not saying bad things, I'm just saying things that occupy our time. And so, fasting, one of the benefits is our hearts are more attentive to God. Let her see. Another benefit is it demonstrates to God our seriousness, and I've mentioned all of these, but again, God is, God is watching, and God wants to see how serious we are about this matter, and so fasting is a good way to, to see that, and it's a, one of the benefits, all right? And then let me share with you, and maybe this is not something that you would have thought of, but I've seen this, and you see it from the Word of God. Look at some of the potential dangers of fasting. I will tell you as I go into these four things that the blessings far outweigh the the bad aspects of it. There are many blessings that come out of fasting, but look at some of the potential dangers. Look at letter A, attempting to manipulate God with our fasting. Now, you, you know, Isaiah was trying to help the nation of Israel, okay, and oftentimes, watch this. There are people, not just Israel, that try to fast to get what they want. Now, for Israel, what happened was is that they fasted, and it didn't produce the the results that they expected. So you know what they did when they didn't get the results they expected after they fasted? I mean, here they were. They're like, God, we fasted. Why didn't you do what we asked? So You know what their their response was? They got mad at God. Now Again, we all understand that is not the way to do it. Fasting, look at this, is meant to change our circumstances and to change us. It's not meant to change God. God says, I change not. See, God doesn't need to change, but fasting helps to change us. If we are fasting in order to find a desired result, then we have to leave the results in God's hands. We have to accept whatever God's will is for our lives. So we, look, one of the dangers of fasting is people say, well, okay, this is what I want, and so here's how I'm going to accomplish that. I'm going to fast. That's not exactly what fasting is about. You cannot fast to manipulate God. Look at another danger. is when we are attempting to impress others. With our fasting. Remember, the Bible says that you shouldn't you shouldn't be as the hypocrites with a sad countenance. So sometimes we, we try to impress other people. We have a desire for people to know how spiritual or how pious we are. I have fasted for four hours. I am just the example of spirituality. And we try to impress people. Look, there, there might be an exception to this matter of, of others in our lives. Sometimes, listen to me, sometimes people would need to know that we're fasting. For instance, let's say that I'm going to fast. Well, I won't use myself here, but let's say Brother Wally is going to fast. And it's something that he's decided to do. He didn't broadcast it to Miss Lynn. He just decided that whatever it is, his job, whatever it may be, that he's going to fast. So look here, it would be okay in this regard that maybe Wally would say to Lynn, hey, listen, I just wanted you to know that for the next two days, I'm going to fast and pray about this matter, and, and I think Miss Lynn would appreciate because she cooks for him, or maybe you cook for her, I don't know which way it is. She cooks for him, and, and so watch this, how, how do you think Miss Lynn would be if she makes food and Wally... She's like, hey, dinner's ready. And he's like, nope. And she's like, what, you don't like my cooking? Yeah, and he loves, yeah. and he loves her cooking. So, so look, it's okay in that regard, but, but understand that many times we do it because we're trying to impress others, because we're doing, it. again, that's, that's a potential danger. Look at the last two here. One of them is becoming legalistic about fasting. This is a serious thing. Look at Galatians 5.1. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty, wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Now remember, fasting is not a command. It's a choice. But when when you see this verse here, you know what it's literally saying is that if you decide you're going to fast, don't look down your nose at others who are not fasting. Don't become legalistic about it. You know, uh, you might walk up to somebody, hey, did you do the bread fast this week? Well, uh, no, I didn't. Can't believe you. You need to get to the altar this morning. You know, that's between them and the Lord. Maybe they needed to eat bread. You know, I had one of our ladies, she was serious about it. She asked me, she says, is, is crackers uh, bread? Hey, I appreciate it. She was trying to figure it out. Can I have crackers or maybe I should eat something else? You know what that means? People were thinking about it. They were wanting to do it. It was their choice. It just heightened the awareness. But folks, listen, we shouldn't be legalistic when it comes to fasting. And then notice the last potential danger is becoming prideful about fasting. Look at Luke 18, verse 11. Pharisee stood and he prayed thus with himself. Listen to his prayer. Aren't you glad? Look at this. God, I thank thee that I'm not as other men are. Whoa, he is spiritual? And then he begins to name. They're extortioners. They're unjust. They're adulterers. Or even as this publican, I mean, he's, he's pointing at, at somebody right there, next, and he says, he, he says this, God, aren't you, aren't you proud of me? I fast twice in the week. Well, if you were more spiritual, you'd fast more than twice. But you know what? He, he's become prideful. Again, that's a potential danger. You know, there's a lot of purposes for fasting in the scriptures, but you know, I think it's, it's a great exercise in, in self-discipline, spiritual discipline in our lives. It's a way of sharing how we're dependent on God. You know, we, we tend to think of fasting as going without food, but you can fast from anything. Fasting doesn't have to be a media fast or next week a, a caffeine fast, you know. Some of you are already dreading that one, you know. But again, I'm I'm going to tell you something. God's going to know you're serious when you don't drink caffeine next week. God's like, wow, he's going without coffee. He's serious, you know. But, But folks, look, there is nothing magical about fasting. But what it is, is it's a way of telling God that he is our priority at the moment. Now, uh, look here, go back to your Bible in Isaiah 58, we're going to be done, but I want you to look at the rest of the chapter, okay? Remember, we read to verse number eight, look at verse number nine, Isaiah 58, look at these words, this is, this is after you receive the fast message from God, okay? Look at verse nine, then, everybody see that word? See, if you fast God's way, he says, then shalt thou call, and the Lord shall answer, thou shalt cry, and he shall say, here I am. If thou take away from the midst of thee the yoke and putting forth of the finger and speaking vanity, and if thou draw out thy soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then shall thy light rise in obscurity and thy darkness be as the noonday. And the Lord shall guide thee continually and satisfy thy soul in drought and make fat thy bones. And thou shalt be uh, like a watered uh, garden, and like a spring of water whose waters fail not. And they that shall be uh, of thee shall build the old waste places. Thou shalt uh, raise up, uh, rise up in the foundations of many generations. And thou shalt be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of past to dwell in. And if you read on there, it talks about how God will continue. Look here, I hope you see the benefits and the blessings that come from getting a hold of God through fasting. How many of you would say this morning, based on the scriptures, you've learned a little bit about fasting? All right. Now, maybe this would just be a great way for you to get acquainted with it. And listen, I'm not going to mandate, but I do think that not just this week and next week, But I think fasting should be a part of a Christian's life. Now, again, you fast when you feel that you want to get a hold of God. All right? Well, Lord bless you. We'll get started here in about 10, 15 minutes. And thank you again for being in Sunday school. Now, don't forget.